What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joey Milari. So today is the day of the Frozen Four final game. It is between the University of Minnesota and Quinnipiac University. Two of the best teams in college hockey all year, the number one and two teams overall in the pairwise rankings. Number one is Minnesota, number two being Quinnipiac. Both teams got big wins in the semifinal games on Thursday. Minnesota got a big win over Boston University, winning that game by a score of 6-2. to two. They really dominated, even though BU was in it uh, early on. BU was actually tied at 1.2-2 to two. after a big goal by Jay O'Brien, a transfer from Providence. But after that, Minnesota really just took over the game. Four straight goals, including two goals to end the game, two empty netters by Logan Cooley, a top pick in the 2022 NHL Draft. And if you look at what happened overall in the game, the difference really was just the penalties that BU kept getting. They had seven penalties leading to seven power plays in Minnesota, and Minnesota took advantage. Three of their goals came on power plays, three of their seven power play opportunities they scored on. So they were a pretty good team, obviously, in the power play. And obviously, it makes a big difference if you're giving Minnesota seven opportunities to have an extra man on the attack that makes a big difference but four goals in the third period it was a two to two game heading into the third and then four goals by minnesota including two goals by luke middlestad and then two goals by logan cooley to close out the game middlestad's two goals were just about two minutes apart which was huge obviously for minnesota one of them was a power play goal the other one came actually on a five on five just two minutes later and then to close out the game logan cooley had two goals one at the 17 19 mark and the other at the 18 17 mark so four straight goals, obviously tough to overcome. And then if you look at, obviously, the power play opportunities in Minnesota, it really was just too much for BU. Obviously, two goals in the first period came on power plays, and then one in the second period, and that was a big difference. As at BU, though, they had such a great season, so congratulations to them and everything they did. Jay Pandolfo's a great coach. And then, obviously, if you look at that team that they had, just so much talent. Quinn Hudson, Lane Hudson, Dominic Fensori. I mean, that team is just absolutely loaded. Wilma Skoog. That team was absolutely loaded. Matt Brown had a great year as well. So congratulations to them. I had the opportunity of seeing them play multiple times at Northeast and multiple times at BC. And they're always a fun team to watch with how much speed they play with. A goal can happen at any second. So every single game that you watch them is exciting. But Minnesota was just different for them. Obviously, it's a different team playing a team like Minnesota who has so much talent. If you look at Minnesota's team overall, I mean, so many first-round picks in the NHL draft. Jimmy Snuggerud's one to name. He was the 23rd pick in the 2022 NHL draft to the St. Louis Blues. Then you also have Logan Cooley, who was the third overall pick to the Arizona Coyotes. Ryan Chesley, second round pick to the Washington Capitals, plays in Minnesota. BU has a ton of talent, though, too. Lane Hudson was a second round pick to the Montreal Canadiens. And he had a very good season for BU, 15 goals, 33 assists, 48 points for the young defenseman. Very successful year for him in the Terriers, obviously. They come up short against Minnesota, but at the end of the day, being able to go to the Frozen Four and make such a great run is obviously an accomplishment on its own. So we'll see what happens with BU and what guys come back and what players don't. Dominic Fensori, one of the best defensemen in all of college hockey, has been great the last few years, just like every single time that Jordan Harris was on the ice in Northeastern, you could always feel comfortable. BU felt comfortable every time Dominic Fensori was out there. He always consistently made big plays for them. So that's obviously a big loss for them. He was a senior captain for them this year. So that's one big loss for them. But if you look at that team overall, how much talent they have, I'm sure they'll have talent coming back. Zabane was great this year. Matt Brown was great this year. Wilma Skoog was great this year. They continue to produce talent. So BU will be just fine. As for the other side of the bracket, Quinnipiac beat Michigan 5-2. to Quinnipiac, what a season for them. They just beat Michigan, who... 
plays with such a different tempo. And I was watching that game, and I even said to my dad at one point, I was watching it, I said, even though I love Northeastern hockey, I'm the biggest Northeastern hockey fan, I don't think Northeast could be on the same ice as Michigan with how quick and how fast-paced Michigan plays with. I mean, it's just too quick. It's too much for Northeast, obviously, to keep up with. They struggled playing against a team like Arizona State last year, and that was really before Arizona State got all of the talent that they have now. It would be tough for Northeast to play a team like Michigan because of the shots on goal that happened just in a blink. Just in a blink, Michigan put up three or four shots on goal. And even though Devin Levi's a great goalie, the best goalie in college hockey, it's just hard when you're playing a team like Michigan and all the talent and the speed they play with. With that being said, though, Quinnipiac did play very well in that game, winning it 5-2. to two. Jacob Quillen had two goals, starting off the game five minutes in with a goal to put Quinnipiac up 1-0. The Bobcats got a second goal for him at the 11-21 mark in the first period to give them a 2-1 lead after Seamus Casey of Michigan tied it up 6-49 into the first period. The game was very close going into the third period, 2-2, just like the other game between Minnesota and BU was 2-2 heading into the third period. Then the Bobcats just went off three goals in the third period that went unanswered, including one of them that was the game winner from Sam Lipkin. He had the game winner goal just a minute, 24 seconds into the third period, and then Quinnipiac didn't look back after that. Ethan DeYoung had a goal, which was an empty netto, a minute and 45 seconds left in the third period to give Quinnipiac a 5-2 lead, and then after that, that was really just it. The great thing about this year's Frozen Four, all four Frozen Four teams Led college hockey goals per game, which is very impressive. Minnesota was one, Michigan was two, Quinnipiac was three, and then BU was four in goals per game, which is very impressive. Very impressive stat there. The top four offenses in college hockey in goals per game all were in the frozen four. Three one seeds, and then BU was a two seed. Then you look at goals against per game. Quinnipiac has the best goals against per game average in all college hockey, giving up just 1.52 goals per game. And that's one reason that you can root for a team like Quinnipiac. First of all, they're an underdog. They've never won a Frozen Four tournament in their whole entire program history. So this would be their first program win. If they ever could win today against the University of Minnesota, this would be their first time winning in their whole entire program history. And if you look at it, this team is a team that you can root for considering they play so crisp on offense and defense. They don't make many mistakes. They don't really have many penalties. And you can always root for a team that plays the game the right way. Quinnipiac went to the Frozen Four title game in 2013 and 2016 and lost both of those games. So this is their first time back in the Frozen Four final game. Now they'll have a chance to give their program their first title in their program history, which would be very impressive. As for Minnesota, this team's in a powerhouse in its entirety, obviously, and its whole history has always been a great team. They haven't won, though, the Frozen Four tournament since 2003. They do have five championships overall, but have not won since 2003. So this will obviously be a very good game to watch. If you look at it, as I said, Quinnipiac has been a great team all year. 33-4-3 on the year. Actually, the most wins in all college hockey and the least amount of losses. They're on a three-game win streak. They actually beat BC to start the year. Their first game of the year, they played at BC on October 7th, winning that game 4 to nothing at Conti Forum. And they never really had too many rough patches during the season. Whenever they did lose a game, besides one two-game losing streak when they lost to Cornell on January 20th and then lost to Colgate on January 21st, they never really had a losing streak besides that. They did lose in the ECAC semifinals, lost to Colgate 2-1 to in double overtime. Besides Colgate, though, they didn't, they didn't really have many problems against many teams this year. They did beat Merrimack in the start of the NCAA tournament, beating Merrimack 5 to nothing. and Merrimack was a very good team this year. Then they beat Ohio State 4-1 to in the final game of their regional in Bridgeport. 
And then, obviously, they beat Michigan 5-2. to two. So, they've won every single game in the Frozen Four tournament by at least three goals, which is very impressive. 5 to nothing versus Merrimack, 4-1 to one versus Ohio State, and then 5-2 to two versus Michigan. Then, you look at Minnesota, obviously, a very good team all year, like I said. 29-9-1 record. And if you look at what they did all year, I mean, they didn't really have too many struggles, except early in the season, they did lose to Minnesota State, who was a great team. They said they lost to them 3-2. to two. Then, lost to North Dakota who was another good team, the number 17 ranked in the country at the time, and then lost to Ohio State on October 28th. So besides their ranked losses, they really didn't struggle too much during the season. If you look at their losses, their first loss of the season came on October 8th to the number 5 team in the country at that time, Minnesota State. Then, then they lost to North Dakota, the number 7 team in the country, on October 22nd in overtime. They lost to Ohio State, who was the number 11 team in the country on October 28th, 6-4. to They lost to Penn State, 4-2, to the number 7 team in the country on November 10th. And then they also lost to Arizona State, which was, I believe, their only unranked loss of the season. Besides their loss to Wisconsin on February 11th, they lost 3-1. to They did also lose to Michigan during the season, who was the number eight team in the country on January 21st, 5-4 in overtime. And then also lost to St. Cloud State on January 7th, 3-0. So only two losses came to unranked teams on the year. And then if you look at what they did in the tournament, they've been very successful they beat Canisius 9-2 to start out the Frozen Four tournament in the Fargo Regional, then ended up winning the Fargo Regional against St. Cloud State, the number six team in the country, 4-1, to blowing them out. They did lose in the Big Ten tournament to Michigan, 4-3, to very close game there. Michigan, very good team, obviously, on the year, but very impressive what they've been able to do, and then they obviously beat BU 6-2 to in the Frozen Four semifinal game. So this will obviously be a very close game, and I think it'll really come down to the play of Yanni Peretz. He was tied for shutouts this year in all of college hockey with 10. And he also had a 932 save percentage on the year, which was number two in all of college hockey. So very impressive season for him. He's been great. Did not win the Richter Award. That went to Devin Levi of Northeastern. He's actually won back-to-back Richter Awards. The first player to do that in the Richter Award history since it became an award in 2014. So very impressive season for Devin Levi. He led college hockey with a 933 save percentage. Also had... Six shutouts and 17 wins with 1,066 saves on the year, which was good enough for fourth in all of college hockey. As for Parrots, he is the 25th goalie on the year in saves with 793. So now for my predictions. I think this game is going to come down to how quick Minnesota is going to want to play. Obviously, they played very quick pace against a quick-paced BU team. As a Quinnipiac, they actually played very well against a team like Michigan that was playing with a lot of shots on goal. Michigan actually was lighting up shots on goal in that game. Quinnipiac really didn't falter too much in that game. They weren't really nervous or rattled too much by Adam Fantilli and the Michigan Wolverines offense. And if you look at what Quinnipiac's been able to do on the year, they're the best team in all college hockey in goals against per game. They're third best in goals per game in all college hockey. They have the 15th best power play percentage. They have the Fourth best penalty kill percentage in all of college hockey, killing off penalties in 86.49% overall. They have also the second least amount of penalties per game at 3.22. Minnesota is actually number one at 3.02 penalties per game. And if you look at penalty minutes per game, Quinnipiac's at just 6.78, which is the best in all of college hockey. Minnesota's at 7.46 penalty minutes per game, which is third best in all of college hockey. So I think it comes down to what team is going to make more mistakes. Obviously, if you look at what Parrott's been able to do all year, he's been great. And then if you look at the goalie for Minnesota, Justin Close, 
He has a save percentage of 92.8% on the year, 928 save percentage, giving up 1.99 goals per game, and also has six shutouts and 26 wins overall in the year in 36 games played. Senior goalies had a great season for them. I think it's going to come down to mistakes, and I think if Quinnipiac can just stay in this game and play with the momentum they played with at the end of that game on Thursday against Michigan, I think they can win this game. My prediction is Quinnipiac winning this game 4-3. to They were an underdog against Michigan. They were an underdog in this game versus Minnesota. I like Quinnipiac to win this game. They beat a great player in Adam Fantilli, who is the Hobie Baker Award winner for Michigan. Great player overall on the year, and it's hard to stop a Michigan team that had the most goals in all of college hockey. But Quinnipiac found a way to do it. Fantilli had 65 points in 36 games this season, adding in 30 goals, his 30th goal of the season. Came against Quinnipiac on Thursday. They still found a way to win that game. Fantilli finished the season with 30 goals, 35 assists, and 36 games played. 65 overall points for the Michigan Wolverines. He's a projected second overall pick in this year's NHL draft. Connor Bedard, projected first overall pick from Canada. And then you have Adam Fantilli of Michigan to be the projected second overall pick. Logan Cooley, though, very good play for Minnesota. 22 goals, 38 assists, 60 points overall, which is the number two overall point total in all college hockey. Colin Graff of Quinnipiac, a player to keep your eye on, a sophomore for the Bobcats. 20 goals, 38 assists, 58 points overall, which is the third most in all college hockey. Jimmy Snuggerud of Minnesota, first round pick this year to the St. Louis Blues in the 2022 NHL draft. 50 points overall, which is Fifth overall in college hockey this year. So as you can see, there's a lot of firepower in this game between both teams. I like the Quinnipiac Bobcats to get their first title win this year. I think they're going to win this game 4-3. to three. I do think it'll be a close game. And obviously, it's going to be an uphill battle for Quinnipiac. But they found a way to do it against Michigan. I think they could do it tonight against Minnesota as well. Anyways, that will conclude this episode. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. As always, I appreciate it. And hope you guys have a good night. Thank you.